0: Welcome to this week's edition of An Organic Conversation, a show about food, ecology, stories from the land, recipes, nature, sustainability, interconnectedness, relationships and life itself. It's May and if you haven't already, this is the time to air it out. Time for a great deep house cleaning. We're speaking with an expert on cleaning your home with non-toxic solutions today. How to save time, money, and your health. A super informative and practical show coming to your home right now. We're your host Helge Helberg, Mark Bokkehi. And
1: Ronnie Palomar.
0: There's this kind of twice a year spring cleaning, um, spring and fall, maybe getting ready for winter when you want to get comfy and get all the summer sand from the beach out of your home. And of course, now, if you haven't, the, you know, lightening up, um, your your house, your windows, like letting the sun flood in, um, and it's interesting to see food and cleaners. Really, your entire lifestyle. If it's important to you to have that be as non toxic as as possible, to be on the same level. So. I'm actually really excited about the show um, because for me, organic food and non-toxic cleaners seems to be going hand in hand. But if we talk about surfaces where you actually place things, food items that you don't wash afterwards again, um, it's just it's it's way more important than just creating a non-toxic environment. Um, things do touch constantly and. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's like one of my favorite quotes on the Lululemon oh, shopping bag that, that you oh, get oh. when you come out. Oh, sorry, Helga. <laughs> no, this one doesn't go to you. Um, they, they. I'm going to paraphrase it poorly, but they say something like, never clean your counter with chemicals because inevitably somebody will eat a sandwich on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I mean, we touch, we put food on it, we prepare things, we lay it down for a moment. If there are toxins on the surface and you bought organic food, that kind of defeats the the purpose.
2: Well, and if you think about it, now I'm only coming from a man's perspective here. That's okay. I there are days where I'll make a sandwich, and even though I should be completely sitting down and sitting at the table with it, I will eat it over the sink. Right? You just you eat it over the sink while you're staring out the window, and and I'm sure there's thousands of our listeners who can completely relate to this. <laughs> And it makes complete sense. And it came from my bachelor days when I wasn't going to dirty a plate. (laughs) I got the sandwich there, so I'm just going to eat it right here. And I would set half of it down on the counter. with, And who knows when it had been cleaned or what it was cleaned with. If ever. Well, no, it wasn't with it ever. But completely right on both of your points. That just made me think of like, oh, that sandwich got where that never even occurred to me. And now I'm thinking, how many sandwiches did I set on a counter with whatever...
0: You balance that off with really good produce, though. But yes, that's the topic today. And of course, there's the energetic cleaning that we'll be touching on, smudging, um, cleaning your soul. I know, Mark, you, you're you all about um, spring cleaning of mind, body, and spirit. In
2: the last few weeks, you know, I've been taking more walks with the weather being the way it is. And I tell you what, its that it really is like there's, there's cobwebs being... Take it out of my brain or, or, you know, it's like you get out in the natural world and you start getting, getting quiet with yourself. And it's like, there, there's cleaning solution going through my heart, and my head, mm. and my eyes, my ears. It's just, it's it. And for me, it, I'm actually seeing it uh, like for the first time again, what the, what the year has to present for itself.
0: Yeah. And, and most likely you would not pick Death metal rock. I mean, maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe there are people who, for that, uh, that for them is the spring cleaning of the mind. But, um, you know, letting in beautiful sounds, beautiful scents. um, It's really letting in life on all levels. You know, Mm -hmm. healthy food, healthy thoughts, Mm -hmm. healthy practices. So, yes, spring cleaning. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Bouquet.
1: And I'm Sitarani Palomar.
0: And today we are cleaning house literally... The World of Household Cleaners brought to you by an organic conversation, cleaning house, saving time, money, and your health with non-toxic solutions. Our topic today, that and more when we come back. Stay tuned.
3: Are you a chef? Have a catering business or planning a party or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue.
4: We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit earlsorganic.com. Working from home is awesome, except when it's not. If you're working from your couch or your coffee shop, chances are you're not your most productive. For thousands of entrepreneurs, co-working is the answer. NextSpace is a co-working company with offices in L.A. and the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Find an innovative workspace, a built-in community, and great networking opportunities at NextSpace. Visit nextspace.us for more information. Next Space, your best work. Happens here.
0: And we are back here to An Organic Conversation. Always a good time. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy.
1: And I'm Sitarani Palomar.
0: Our topic today is cleaning house, saving time, money, and your health with non-toxic solution uh, solutions. It's the time of year to freshen up your home. Open the windows, let us spring in, and the sunlight, but leave the toxins out. How you can save time, money, and your health with non-toxic cleaning solutions, our topic today And in just a minute, as always, we're starting our show off with our weekly tip from the world of health and beauty. Here is Chef Sita and her holistic bite.
1: Thank you, Helga. Well, this week I want to talk about pesto. And I know that I've covered this topic before, but May is actually National Herb Month. And last um, in the last couple of weeks, we had an episode on gardening and we talked a lot about planting fresh herbs and we got overwhelmingly positive responses from listeners who were excited to start growing their own ingredients, including herbs. So I thought, let's touch on what we can do with herbs in mass quantity. And thus I arrived to pesto. So pesto is basically, it's a sauce that's made with with herbs, usually basil, the most traditional recipe has basil, garlic, pine nuts, olive oil, and then some kind of grated Italian cheese like a Parmigiano, Reggiano. But you can make it with different herbs or greens. You can make it with different nuts and seeds, and you can even get into the world of vegetables. So because it's such a quick way to put together a meal any night of the week, if you have a good culinary toolbox of variations on pesto, you can take an ordinary night to an extraordinary night. And so I wanted to give you guys some suggestions. So pesto with greens and herbs is a really unique mix. You can use something like spinach and basil, arugula and basil, even kale and basil. And if you want, feel free to branch out from basil. Cilantro makes a really great pesto and parsley makes a great pesto. In fact, I have a recipe I'm particularly partial to, which is parsley-based pesto with roasted red pepper strips on polenta with mushrooms. It's really, really yummy and actually surprisingly easy to put together. And then you can also get into vegetables as an addition to that mix. So stub those greens with some steamed broccoli and add your basil, your garlic, your pine nuts, the usual. Or you could do something like a marinated artichoke blended into the herb pesto or a sun-dried tomato, which is great flavor, excellent texture, and there's just there's just so many things you can do there and don't feel limited to using herbs, just the leafy kind like basil and cilantro and parsley. You could use something that has a little bit more strength to it. Keep those three as your base, the basil, the cilantro, or the parsley, but then add smaller quantities of the hardier herbs like thyme, mm-hmm. oregano, rosemary, tarragon, mint. And then you can even experiment with different nuts and seeds. Instead of using pine nuts, you can use pumpkin seeds or you can use walnuts. And then you can use different oils. And really, the the options are just endless. And I want to also encourage people to make lots and lots of this sauce when you're doing it because it freezes really well. So when you have fresh herbs or when you have these fresh ingredients coming out of your garden, make them And use what you want that evening. Take the leftovers, put them into an ice cube tray, and then freeze them. So when you want to put together a quick meal, you've already got your base. So as I sometimes say, the combinations are endless, as endless as your creativity. And just enjoy this National Herb Month. Get out your food processor, your mortar and pestle, and make some pesto. That was this week's Holistic Bite.
0: Can you say Parmigiano-Reggiano one more time?
1: (laughs)
2: Parmigiano Reggiano. Yeah. Would that, would that be it. Italian,
0: maybe? <laughs> so good. Um, Mark, pesto, your eyes lit up there with fresh <laughs> herbs. And
2: Well, what I really love about today's holistic bite is I've always, a majority of my life, always just, it was just basil and pine nuts and oil and cheese and. You know, in the last few years, I've really been opened up to that pesto can be just about anything. And it really just changes the flavor of whatever you put it on. I mean, I. You know, Italian partially gives it a completely different profile, mm-hmm. different nut. The oils you were talking about, if you use a hazelnut oil and with, you know, a milder green or something like that, it changes. It, it can completely make a meal just on the simplest thing.
1: And those really flavorful, somewhat exotic oils, pistachio oil, walnut oil, hazelnut oil, they can be a little bit on the pricier side. Mm-hmm. A good thing to do is to sub it for part of the olive oil because it has a nice flavor. It's pretty intense. You're going to get it anyway. And you don't have to go through the same quantity you would with your olive oil.
2: So it might be a good date. Oil to put in that pesto when you're trying to oh, impress somebody. Oh,
1: definitely a good date oil. Uh-huh. Nice.
2: <laughs> what other well, good it, massage oils too? I, well, that's Not pested, I pesto. You, no, don't use pesto, Mark,
0: on your next date. Mm, no. Aren't we supposed to be cooking no, with no. it? Never mind. <laughs> what I love about it is if you have a favorite pasta, you know, like a quick quinoa pasta or something like that, that that cooks within ten minutes, and you one night really run out of options because you forgot to get to the store or something you thought was still good or spoiled or whatever may happen if you need a 15-minute meal having that pesto option frozen and some pasta made at the same time while you heat up your pesto ice blocks makes a perfect meal so if you have different trays with different flavors and you name them you write down with a um, sharpie you know what it is or half half six each and you make them all in one hour and for weeks you might have a perfect base for making a quick healthy actually yummy Summary meal,
1: and I want to get people to think beyond the pasta too, right? Like I said, Absolutely. it's really think good over pasta. polenta or over roasted mushrooms or in grains there are, or over salad. There are so many things you can do with pesto. It's just it's kind of like an easy chef tip to make yes. your your easy food chef
0: tips. great for pack, a wrap. So. Oh, the um, pasta. As always, the holistic bite is brought to you by the natural beauty company Ecobella. Ecobella offers a wonderful line of body care products. And intelligent cosmetics. And of course, all of EcoBella products are preservative-free, gluten-free, and cruelty-free. Check it out at ecobella.com. Brand new website. Really beautiful. And find out why we use it here in the studio. Again, that website is ecobella.com. Com. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And
1: I'm Sitarani Palomar.
0: And we had such lovely shows in recent weeks from the Farmer Veteran Coalition, an organization that places U.S. soldiers returning from the war in Afghanistan and Iraq. Onto organic farms to learn job skills and heal by working with the soil, to gardening advice for the novice, for the beginning gardener, to last week's episode where we called our own moms to celebrate them for birthing us and having them share their best advice for beginning mothers around the world. If you missed any of those episodes and they sound yummy to you, please visit anorganicconversation.com or iTunes, where all of our shows are available as podcasts, completely free of charge. Of course, you can also follow us on facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation for produce tips, recipes, cultural and legislative updates on the real food movement and so much more. Again, that's Facebook. An Organic Conversation, and we'd love to hear from you. Please send us your comments and questions to share at anorganicconversation.com. Today we are talking about a world we are all constantly surrounded by, the invisible world of household cleaners. From the bathroom to the living room, from the home office to the kitchen, there are hundreds of products out there, maybe thousands, that contain fairly unhealthy ingredients Yet many of us use them daily, even and especially near food. This prompted us to dedicate this hour to the best alternatives. Cleaning house, saving time, money and your health with non-toxic solutions, our topic here in a Conversation today. And our guest is, of course, an expert on the topic who actually has a very personal story of why she was pulled into this world of Household Cleaners. Welcome, Amy Kulp, noise household cleaner expert, if there's such a thing, yeah. such a title, and the author of Non-Toxic House Cleaning, published by Chelsea Green Publishing. Thank you for being with us today, Amy.
5: Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's a pleasure. You and I spoke last week in preparation for the show, and you started off by telling me the story of what um, really caught your attention? Um, can you can you share that? Can we start there? It was just very moving to know you had a hands-on experience with your Certainly, family yes. yourself. Um,
5: as a as a young mother, um, I discovered my daughter had asthma, and um, she was quite young at the time, two years old, so we didn't know um, what was causing it, and she couldn't really tell us. So I just started um, at the top and looked at the. The things around my home that might be a trigger for this, and um, started researching some of the things that were in the products under my sink, and found that um, they could they could cause all sorts of problems. Um, and one of the big issues is that cleaning products don't need to be labeled um, unless something very very specific and very traumatic can occur from their use, and that's not often the case. So. I just decided I'd start making my own.
2: So, Amy, you know, uh, every day we look at we look at ads in magazines. There's there's TV ads telling us that the scrubber bubbles are going to get our uh, shower cleaner and stuff like that. You know, are the are these really these commercial cleaners really that toxic?
5: Well, they can be, um, but. I, I guess the best answer to that question is for many of these products, we simply don't know. Um, some have warnings, um, danger warnings on them. Others don't. And um, But if you take the time to look at the ingredients, if the ingredients are listed, which they don't always have to be, you'll find a, a lot of things in there that you maybe can't pronounce, I can't pronounce, um, uh, but things that, you know, could be linked to all sorts of Things. Allergies, there's been this big upswing in allergies and asthma and cancers. You know, I'm, I'm not saying these things cause these diseases, but isn't it better
0: to be safe? Yeah, why, why do you know, Amy, why legislatively um, that's not required? Why, why are product makers, especially when it comes to cleaners that we touch and have in our immediate surroundings, um, why is it not required that ingredients are listed?
5: So in the United States... Um, it's not the Food and Drug Administration that oversees the labeling of cleaning products um, the way they do in food, and, and therefore that's why food needs to um, list all the ingredients. Um, it's a different federal agency, and uh, they just haven't gone down that road. Some states have. For example, um, dishwasher detergent with phosphates has been banned in many states because We know phosphates can damage the water table. It can lead to fish kill. Uh, And some states have decided that's not okay and legislated it on the state level. But that hasn't happened on the federal level.
1: So Amy, one of the pieces of criticism that we hear about non-toxic cleaners or natural cleaners versus conventional cleaners is that they may not be quite as effective. I think people are expecting to see a certain result. We talked about this as a team when we were preparing for this show, which is like the effect of sudsing versus scrubbing, right? <laughs> this is The sure. sudsing is a sign that it's doing something instead of really putting the elbow grease in. But when it comes to non-toxic cleaners and homemade cleaners, what, what are your thoughts on this criticism that they may not be quite as effective as your store-bought conventional
5: cleaners? Well, first off, I, I have some cleaners that I would put up against any cleaner, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I can guarantee they're just as effective, if not more so. But, um, but, but the way I like to think of it is that um, most of the cleaning we do around the house, everyday cleaning in the kitchen, in the bathroom, we're not um, trying to conquer a really difficult uh, problem that needs a really powerful solution. So, you know, you wouldn't chop your vegetables with an axe, so why would you use some super strong cleaner to wipe down your cutting board with? It's not um, necessary most of the time. Sometimes it is, um, and there are still non-toxic ways to deal with those really difficult stains like burns in the bottom of the oven and things like that where we usually turn to the really toxic chemicals to deal with them. Um, But I think of it as energy in my mind. So um, one way that you can put the energy into solving that problem is with the toxic chemicals. Another is with that elbow grease. But there are other alternatives as well. Those aren't our only choices. Um, Heat, for example. If you clean your oven while it's still a little bit warm after being used, that heat will work to your advantage. So that type of energy helps. And time, I think of time as another form of energy. Very often, if you have a mold stain in your bathroom, you could tackle it with chlorine bleach and take it right away. Or you could sprinkle some borax on it, let it sit for 15 minutes while you go do something else, come back, wipe it up. It didn't take any more effort on your part, but you had to walk away for 15 minutes. So time is another way that um, non-toxic cleaners can be just as effective if if used a little differently.
1: And what about things like grease on dishes or eliminating bacteria on your surfaces?
5: Sure. So different um, components of non-toxic cleaners do different things. So when we make any solution, we think, what's the problem we need to cure? So for dishes, um, grease on dishes, soap is really effective. Um, And for... um, a disinfectant, there are a number of, of choices we have. We can use plain distilled white vinegar. If someone is really opposed to that, they don't like the smell, you could use lemon juice. Um, there are alternatives. Um, just like there are different alternatives in the laundry or in the supermarket aisle, there, there are different ingredients we can use to tackle problems in the non-toxic cleaning world.
0: That's great. Mark, are you writing this down, Soap? <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're speaking with Amy Kolb-Noise, the author of Non-Toxic House Cleaning, who's joining us here on An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Pouquet. And I'm
1: Sitarani Palomar.
0: <laughs> and Amy, you touched on that. We want to get into the world of what you recommend and how people can actually kind of DIY. I, oh, do Oh, do DIY. The, do, do, yeah. Do what, it what, yourself. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Do it yourself. Um, in a really, uh, you know, money and time saving way. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to have the plastic bottle left over adding up in landfill. And they are as effective, if not more so, as you said. Um, I do want to uh, just run through some of the ingredients that you found um, and the alternatives. You already touched on that. Chlorine bleach. Um, definitely, uh, ev- anyone who has ever really cleaned with chlorine bleach for a few minutes knows the effect on um, the the nasal passages. Sure. I mean, you you can't even be in the same room after a minute. At least I can't. It's that intense. Mm-hmm. And then there's the alternative where you just put on some borax and it does the trick over fifteen minutes. Just focusing on what you found in terms of toxicity that you know is used, um, what are some of the, those materials or ingredients that are of great concern?
5: Um, well, certainly uh, chlorine bleach is, is high up yes. there, as is um, phosphates, which we mentioned. Um, phenols, um, anything with with basically a word like Chlorine or chlorinated and, and phenol um, are good things to stay away from. Um, there's actually formaldehyde in some cleaners, which is definitely something I try to stay away from. Mm. And um, petroleum products, there's a lot of petrochemicals in cleaners, and those are definitely things that I try to avoid.
1: Well, and something that I think about when, when cleaning, especially with I mean, I haven't cleaned with these kinds of ingredients in a long time, but remembering that experience is people don't always put on rubber gloves to do this work. And so you're working with these incredibly strong chemicals and your skin is touching them. You know, your hands may smell like bleach afterwards and you're thinking, oh, well, that's just unpleasant. But our skin is our largest organ. And there are a lot of studies that show how much we absorb into our body through our skin. So that's of great concern to me, too, when people say, well, you know, you need to be really careful. Not to get this on your hands. I'm thinking I need to be really careful not to get this in my house. Right.
5: <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely, or...
5: absolutely. You can absorb those chemicals through the skin, um, and many of the toxins um, we we breathe. Um, you know, they can affect us in in many different ways just by being around them, and not necessarily being the person who's cleaning with them either. These chemicals um, leave residues around that can be harmful for children yeah. and pets.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
1: I was just thinking children and pets, people who spend a lot of time on the floor, parents who are playing with their kids on the floor. And yeah. if they
0: burn your eyes in that moment, they are burning your eyes. They're in your body, right? So exactly. we want to hear about the alternatives um, right when we come back after the break. i um, really diving into your book, Non-Toxic House Cleaning. We are speaking with Amy Kolb-Noise, the expert on non-toxic cleaning alternatives using nature, elbow grease, and um, some really smart uh, mixes that you came up with and, and really household remedies, ingredients that have been used for hundreds of years when we come back. I'm Helge Halberg. I'm Mark McKee. And
1: I'm Sitarani Palomar.
0: And we'll be back with more. Stay tuned.
6: At Eden Foods, we've always strived to have a strong, positive impact on farming practices and food processing techniques. As the oldest natural and organic food company in North America, our business practices and products endeavor to contribute to a peaceful evolution on Earth. We encourage everyone to be knowledgeable, discerning, and proactively involved buyers as we are. Look for organic grains, beans, beverages, and more by Eden Foods at your local co ops, natural food stores, and online at EdenFoods.com.
4: Are you committed to green, socially responsible, and sustainable business practices? Percepticon can help with eco friendly internet solutions, website design services, e commerce solutions, mobile apps, and high performance internet hosting for your business. Percepticon is a full service agency. That specializes in web consulting, strategy, and technology development. So you can successfully communicate with your audience. Lighten your tech footprint in a green hosting environment. Call Percepticon today at 925-937-9000 or visit them at Percepticon.com.
1: SPUD stands for Sustainable Produce Urban Delivery. SPUD delivers the highest quality organic produce and the best locally sourced grocery items one can find directly to your doorstep. It's easy, it's convenient, and it supports your local economy. On every delivery day, SPUD takes at least 100 cars off the road that would have otherwise been driving to the grocery store. Reduce your carbon footprint, save time, and
6: save money when grocery shopping with SPUD. Place your order today at spud.com. That's S P U D.com.
3: There's always something happening, and it's usually
6: quite loud. My mom she's so house proud. Nothing ever slows her down.
0: And we're back here to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Mokay, And
1: I'm Sita Rani Palomar.
0: And our topic today is cleaning house, saving time, money, and your health with non-toxic cleaning solutions. Our guest today is Amy Kolb-Noise, the author of Non-Toxic House Cleaning. And Amy, we want to dedicate the second part of our conversation with you um, thanks again for joining us today. With um, kind of your book, looking at what you came up with, um, some of your own mixes, some things that have been really used by our grandmothers and uh-huh. did the job fine. Grease hasn't really changed over the last 400 years, um, so um, really diving into that non-toxic world. Um, and I know even you know lemon juice, sunlight, elbow grease, this and heat. You said you know if you if you wash your oven out after it's still warm after baking or using really hot water um, those things are all readily available actually basically almost for free um, that where some things actually don't require uh, much cleaner uh, at all we're just so used to soaping ex- anything with you know uh, to the extent hoping that it becomes sterile
2: well i think we've been convinced that there there you, we have to have a product in order to make that happen so
0: Amy, can you
2: walk us through, room by room, like some of the things that you would use <laughs> that work?
5: Sure.
2: Um, sure, absolutely. And and because I know that just, I've been in the organic industry for 30 years and been looking at this, and I know that, like as Sita said very early on, that there's, there's skepticism by a lot of people out there whether these things work. So what works in the kitchen? What really works in the bathroom? What works in the bedroom or, you know? You know, what are sure. some things you'd recommend that you know are pr- tried and true, proven things that people can walk away from the show with?
5: Well, I'll, I'll start out with windows, because windows are one of the areas that um, people say, I've tried non-toxic cleaning, and it doesn't work, because I tried to clean my windows with vinegar and water, and it left streaks. So um, I'd like to debunk that myth if I can, um, <laughs> When we use commercial cleaners on our windows, we leave, it, they leave behind surfactants, which are in commercial cleaners, um, and they're, they're there to lessen the tension surface of the liquid on the glass um, to make the cleaner work. However, it's, it's, not, it's one of those perpetuate, self-perpetuating things. You don't actually need that unless there's already um, a film on the glass. So my, t- my big tip for windows is go ahead and try again that vinegar and water in a spray bottle, shake it up, only this time add a couple drops of liquid soap mm. and that liquid soap will break down the surfactant on the surface and you won't have streaks. And then after washing your windows a couple of times like that, you don't need to add the soap anymore because the surfactant's gone, and just vinegar and water will work fine.
1: And does that work with mirrors also?
5: Absolutely, that works for mirrors. And... um, and uh, here's a, a funny little mirror tip. If your bathroom mirror fogs up, you put a little um, food grade glycerin on your mirror and it will keep it from fogging up. Really?
2: Are, there yeah. gr- are there green soaps? I mean, when you say put a few drops of soap, right? Absolutely. There's thousands so, of soaps out there in the market.
5: I have, a, I have a question for you. Do you know the difference <laughs> between a soap and a detergent?
0: Sure, but why don't you tell
5: us? (laughs) (laughs) Most people don't know the difference between a soap and a detergent. Um, Detergents were invented during World War II because um, the fats needed to make soap were hard to come by. And detergents use a petroleum product instead of fat. So a soap has um, a, a fat. It could be an animal fat, a nut fat, or a vegetable fat. And I like to use Castile soap when I'm cleaning and Castile soap is just a fancy name for soap made with vegetable or nut oils. It's, it doesn't use animal fats. So um, the, there's a good reason why people use detergent still um, instead of soap, but not for all of us. Detergents are better for people who have hard water. People who have soft water, there's really no advantage to using a detergent over a soap, but soaps can react with, with the hard water and leave behind what we call soap scum or um, dingy laundry wipes that kind of get gray after a while. That is soap reacting with the minerals and hard hard water.
2: And of Uh course, you have to buy another product to get rid of the soap (laughs) scum.
5: Absolutely, so so that's the difference between a soap and a detergent. And I like to use a cast a liquid castile soap when I'm making all of my non toxic recipes. And there are many brands out there. Dr Bronner's is a big one. Um, Vermont Soap Organics is another. And a lot of these are scented with essential oils. So. They smell really nice when you use them. That's
1: my um, favorite part about it, I have to say, because especially when it makes it something to look forward to, because essential oils have an effect on your mood. So you can ask yourself, what kind of mood do I want to bring into the house? And then you just find that oil and you put it into your cleaning mix and voila.
0: So using right, non-toxing, <laughs> using non-toxing um, Castile soap as the basis um, as kind of the the biggest areas, kitchen and bathroom, and I love your suggestion of using some glycerin um, on the foggy bathroom mirror, and it will just not fog again. That's like that's amazing. It, you're actually saying I don't need to wait 20 minutes with my vent <laughs> right. on, spend electricity until I can see myself again. Oh, such So a I'm going to try that tomorrow. But um, if you look at kitchen and bathroom, and then maybe the general house, sure. uh, what are some you know hardier, really working well with Castile soap as the basis. What do you add to make it work?
5: Okay, so my absolute favorite recipe and I use this in the kitchen um, and in the bath. I use it on the sink and on the stove and I use it everywhere in the bathroom. It's a soft scrubber um, recipe and its base is Castile soap and baking soda. And this is a only make as much as you're going to use recipe. Some recipes you make a whole spray bottle worth, and I'll, and I'll give you one of those too. Um, but this, you only make as much as you're going to use that day. So you get a little container, a bowl, put in maybe an eighth of a cup of baking soda. If you're doing one or two rooms, a little goes a long way. And then you put in about a tablespoon maybe of Castile soap and mix it up. And then you keep putting in drops of soap until you get the consistency of frosting. And then you just take a damp cloth and you scoop up some of that soft scrubber and you will be amazed. (laughs) You you will be amazed. It really works so, so well. And, again, if you use um, the soap with the organic oils, it smells wonderful, or you can use an unscented soap and add Any oil you'd like into it.
1: So you said one tablespoon of Castile soap, an eighth a cup of baking soda, mix that together and then keep adding drops of soap until it comes together in that texture you want?
5: Exactly. Okay. That's exactly right. The hardest part of writing the book for me was learning how to measure things.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you do all of it by sight and texture, I, I exactly. understand.
0: You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark And
1: I'm Sita Rani Palomar. And
0: with us still is Amy Kolb-Noise, the author of Non-Toxic House Cleaning on um, the show today, joining us about um, non-toxic solutions for your spring cleaning and really for every day. Um so this is. We will actually put this up. I just got a thumb up from our um, associate producer, Kristen Ponger. We will put that up on Facebook. That little recipe that you just shared. Um, right. Why? Why would that not keep? You said only make as much as you want.
5: Well, it you it need. dries out, and gotcha. um, to to be completely honest, I I am often making too much, and I do put it in a mason jar, and that that will keep it for a little while, but eventually the. The liquid in the soap will dry sure. up. We'll take and then over. You, you can just add a little water and reconstitute it, but it doesn't work quite as well as when you make it fresh.
2: And Amy, if I'm correct, isn't don't essential oils, some of the essential oils that you could possibly use in your soaps or that type of thing, also have antibacterial qualities?
5: Absolutely. So if, if your bathroom has a mold or mildew problem, you can put some clove oil in there, and that will really tackle the mold and mildew problem. Um, clove oil is pretty strong stuff, so you only want a drop or two. Um, and if you're handling it with bare skin, you really want to actually wear gloves with clove oil. Um
1: I have a I have another question for you. And sure. I, I know you said that you had a recipe for something you could put in a spray bottle and keep, but before we go there, two things I've never been able to figure out how to do naturally with the with the natural homemade cleaner are dishwasher detergent <laughs> to run in your dishwasher mm-hmm. and laundry. So, I don't know if we're going to have time to get to all three of these things today. I do want to know if you have solutions for those in your book.
5: Okay. I have I have a few laundry soap Recipes, which I absolutely adore. Um, dishwasher, ah, I do, I have a recipe in there that uh, I put in there so I could have something. But honestly, it's only in case of emergency. Okay. <laughs> because dishwashers are designed to use um, some pretty caustic soaps. Hmm. Um, and I have a borax-based recipe that I use, but honestly, it, it can leave... Uh, white film
6: on glasses,
1: which
0: I don't like. Okay. And Good we, to know. And we do want to put all that up on uh, Facebook, whatever we can share from your book. Um, Amy, that would be wonderful of course. Uh, perhaps per room if that's um, um, if you would allow us that and otherwise it's non-toxic house cleaning. Amy Kollp noise who's joining us today. Um, from um, from a farm, actually. You live at Indecision Farm. I love that name.
5: I do. <laughs> well, we couldn't come up with a name.
0: So. Yes, that's wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you for being part of the show today, Amy. Um, we didn't quite cover every room, but again, join us on facebook.com forward slash and organic conversation for more specific cleaners per room. I know um, you're uh, an advocate of hydrogen peroxide. If, if bleach, you know, doesn't... Um, enter your home there's lots of things that are uh, non-toxic and um, natural and um and you know, even food grade, as you said um earlier with the foggy mirror the mm-hmm. glycerin so um more on that on facebook or check out uh, her website that's El- uh, amy kalp noise dot com. thanks for joining us today amy pleasure to have you
5: my pleasure thank you so much thanks. thank you, you. bye bye
0: Wow, that's so
5: empowering.
0: Alternatives, yes. (laughs) Okay, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with the world of produce after the world of cleaning products. Um, More of that when we come back. Stay tuned.
1: Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earls Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earls Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons, so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earls Organic Produce at EarlsOrganic.com. That's EarlsOrganic.com. Fry Vineyards Mendocino County award winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F R E Y W I N E.com.
4: Working from home is awesome, except when it's not. If you're working from your couch or your coffee shop, chances are you're not your most productive. For thousands of entrepreneurs, co working is the answer. NextSpace is a co working company with offices in LA and the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Find an innovative workspace, a built in community, and great networking opportunities at NextSpace. Visit nextspace.us for more information. NextSpace, your best work, happens here.
1: Maybe I've got-
0: And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy.
1: And I'm Sitarani Palomar.
0: Again, that was Amy Kolb-Noise on the world of non-toxic household cleaners. And here's Mark Mulcahy on the world of seasonal produce. Mark, what's in season?
2: Well, um, you know, we have talked about mangoes a few times on this show. Not and often it, enough. It, it, it's really, it's really <laughs> difficult because they do deserve mention many, yes. many times. And we do. And so when Earl and I were talking about today's show, right now... Uh, Both of our favorite mango uh, is uh, is here. It's present. It's vibrant. It's full of its best flavor in the world. And it's a really good price. And so that's why I wanted to make sure that I had Earl on to talk to talk to us about what's going on with Altamira mangoes. Earl, are you there?
3: Yeah. Ooh, yes, the altofo mango. <laughs> Did you hear? Him?
1: I could hear the shiver run down his spine of excitement.
3: <laughs> oh, well, well, what a fantastic introduction, Mark! It's it's really too. It's it's one of the. Prime pieces of fruit you can have, and one of the many reasons I enjoy it is that we get to have what I consider their flavors like an intense peach, and we get to have it now just before the peach season starts. And this is the Atofo, also known as a manila or a champagne, and the exterior color. Is can be like a pale green when it's unripe to a vibrant yellow, almost golden exterior. And as you peel it, and the pe- and the skin is very thin, you just want to score it and peel it down like a banana. It gives uh, wonder to this beautiful, almost orange flesh that has no strings. It's, it melts in your mouth, and you get a huge amount of fruit uh, compared to its size because it has a very small sliver of a seed. And uh, They're to be enjoyed right now because there may be a little uh, gap at the end of May, but then they'll start again. There's, so the season is March through September, but sometimes there's a little gap right at the end of May. So get them now before they gap, and they're they're generally small. Is that what that's what you see, isn't it, Mark?
2: Yeah, I mean smaller than like a, like a Kent or a Tommy Atkins or something like right. that. Um, yeah. In comparison to what you see as another a, a, a mango uh, variety in the store, yes. But
1: in my experience, I don't know that you're actually getting less fruit because just like Earl no. said, it is a really small pit in the center. Then Maybe yeah. that's just my opinion because I don't no, find true. any reason to eat them. Speaking of pits, Earl,
0: <laughs> um, you said no strings attached. So I, I have, have the following experience when I cut a mango piece meat out of it. Um, I can eat it like a piece of candy. When I bite into it, I get all the little strings in my teeth. How not, do you eat Not it, with this eat? variety. Oh, really? Okay. Not with
3: this variety. There's, there's no fibers. It's really very, very... So it's not it's my fault.
0: It. It's the variety's fault. Good. <laughs> exactly. So you just peel it, you, you score it, you peel it back, and then you just munch yeah. on it and bite it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Now it can get a little tricky, um, you know, because you're 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 just holding on to the very bottom, and you've 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 peeled it down. So sometimes you just got to grab onto the pit itself, and before it slithers out of your hand. Yeah, the juice
0: running down your elbow. I've seen you. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. It's
3: it's really true.
0: It's (laughs) it's one
3: of my favorites. You know, Uh, and the way I can consider the flavor. It's intense. I mean, there's not a lot of nuance to it. For me, it's just a, it's just a big stab of sweetness that is so wonderful.
0: Well, Earl, you like it, yeah? We got that.
2: We'll try to get you to get enthusiastic about this fruit. Yeah. Um, I actually think it actually has a little bit of a citrusy flavor to it. Uh, just okay. a little bit of component there. But so, what's this? You said now's the time. So that, would that mean the yeah. prices are good?
3: Yeah. uh, Yes, there are. What we've seen is about a 20% decrease in the price the last couple of years. And in researching that, it seems as though the conventional market has a lot of volume and many people uh, try to keep the prices of the organic and the conventional no more than 10 or 15, 20 percent premium. So they've followed down in pricing. So you're going to get some of the best pricing you've seen. So if you want to buy maybe what we call a 16 or 18 count, you might be able to get that for you know, under a dollar. And it's quite a pleasure to get that beautiful orb for under a dollar.
2: So just imagine Earl with a beautiful orb. And um, <laughs> Earl, thank yes. you so much. It's please, always a pleasure. Please. Your enthusiasm is infectious, <laughs> infectious. And we love having you on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Thanks, Earl. Thank all you. Right. And for wow. and for everybody else out there, if you're still not quite sure what an El Tafo is, <laughs> this, gold, this yellow, deep, Yellow golden uh, color that's almost shaped like a baby chick if you stand it up, um, and so that's going to be that's going to be something that'll tell you what it looks like. And then when you get them home, just leave them on the counter and let them ripen. And then cup them in your hand, cup that orb in your hand, as Earl would say, cup it in your hand, and it should feel like a ripe avocado or a ripe peach. Not too soft, not too firm, he- just heavy right. for its size. <laughs> Always have your it. And we will tell some mango stories some other day. Look forward to it. Mark, will
1: you spell that for our listeners? Yeah,
2: uh, abso- absolutely. It's A-T-A-U-L-F-O-S.
1: Altafos. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Look for that. Mm.
0: Wonderful. Yum. Yep. Yes, right now. <laughs> and um, we are almost out of time, but we have a call-in feature from a guest that we had on the show in the beginning of the year, um, or early, uh, Was it? Before? It may have been right before. Yeah, the exactly. New Year. Yes, yeah. because we were talking about volunteering and the importance of um, and the wonderful offer um, to us uh, f- to spend just a few hours a year. If if volunteering is not a part of your daily or weekly or monthly activity already, just to for one, spend a few hours um, at the many places from pet shelters to uh, homeless kitchens to whatever is in available in in your neighborhood um, it's a wonderful thing to do of course it's um, heavily rewarding it feels wonderful to be part of that community and it makes such a difference we learned on that show actually through Carl Rubelard our guest then um, that the most important time is not when everyone wants to volunteer but right now so I think we have Carl, with us right now. Carl, are you on the line?
6: Yes, hello. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, Carl, it's so
1: good to hear from you. It's to, so good to be back. You. Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, welcome back to the show. We were all so moved and inspired by everything you had to say. And one thing that really stuck with us was that you said Memorial Day in particular is an important day for volunteering because it is a, a long weekend where people tend to go out of town and then places that usually rely on a lot of volunteer service find themselves without the necessary hands that they need. So, so can you tell us what are some great ways that people can lend themselves in service for this holiday?
6: Absolute, absolutely, Sita. Thank you. And, in fact, it's a bit of a paradox because you would think, you know, uh, with, at St. Anthony's, you know, as we had mentioned back in November, the holiday season, the traditional holiday season, is a time of huge demand for folks who want to get involved and help out. And ironically, for many nonprofits, St. Anthony's included, you know, our challenge is actually trying to accommodate the number of folks coming in rather than, you know, necessarily having an abundance of work, although we we certainly make that happen. The irony is that on Memorial Day, that's actually St. Anthony's busiest day of the entire year. On an average, we may serve about three thousand meals over a four-hour period. On Memorial Day, we may serve um, as close to five thousand or four
0: thousand. Wow. wow,
1: almost meals. double! Yes, go. and just
0: to say that, Carl, um, Carl Robillard, you um, you are uh, the communications and outreach senior manager. In our excitement, we didn't actually introduce you properly. <laughs> 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 of, the, of the of the San Anthony Foundation in San Francisco, California, um, an institution that is serving several thousand meals every day. Um, to people in need. And yes, uh, please continue. You were saying the classic holidays around winter um, are uh, usually covered with volunteers who want to come in but right now is when you have the greatest need because you're also almost serving the most or you are serving the most meals right now Memorial Day why is that simply because people are out of town or it's summer they don't feel like it is, it's the sort mindset of a I,
6: I think it's exactly what you're saying Helga people are out of town you know most folks think Memorial Day picnics be outside which of course is a great thing um, at St. Anthony's our folks who are on very limited budgets we're talking about you You know, seniors struggling on fixed income, working poor, many of these folks have very small monthly budgets. So by the end of any given month, they're pretty much out of money. So the Monday of Memorial Day is always the last Monday of the month, which means they're in the greatest need. So that's Uh, one of the reasons our numbers jump so dramatically. And, you know, ironically, too, at St. Anthony's, one of every five people who eat in our dining room is a military veteran, which speaks a lot about that social issue and the integration of folks coming back from conflict. But just that double whammy that the day that, you know, they're here and we really do need that help is a day where it's harder to convince people to come in. Yeah, and, and on the show. so
0: it's the end of the month, uh, money is gone, um, you have all these people that need food, and you have people being out who usually would come in, and it's also not on anyone's mind right now. Of course, the holidays, that's where it's really, um, you know, the, the time of the heart, but it's right now, too. The time of the heart is always... Um, every day, and so if people wanted to come to a shelter or um, a, a service facility in their town, please reach out to them and ask if they, if they, if there's an opportunity to volunteer. Because again, right now, this is not just true for St. Anthony Foundation, but I'm sure for many places around the country and beyond. Um, this is a great time to volunteer. Highly in need of volunteers, as is St. Anthony's. Yes.
6: Absolutely, yeah, and, and I do have a quick email address if people in the please. Bay Area are interested. Yes, please. So we've set something up specifically for Memorial Day. So if anyone in the San Francisco Bay Area or who may be visiting would like to spend the afternoon with us, it's from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Memorial Day, and they can email. It's all one word and no spaces. Memorial Day at St. Anthony and I'll repeat that just one more time. It's Memorial Day at St., which is short for Saint. Anthony, sf.org.
0: Great, and we'll put that up on our social media as a reminder or network for people to come out and volunteer wherever they may be. If it's here in the San Francisco Bay Area, where the show is produced. Um, yes. Consider the Saint Anthony Foundation, and that's Carl Robillard, the communications and outreach senior manager. Thanks for joining us today, Carl. Wonderful to have you, you again. Thank you so much. Thank have you. a wonderful holiday. You too. Bye-bye. Thank,
1: Bye-bye. thank you. Bye now. And we should go back if you haven't to listen to that show with Carl that we yes. did in November. It was really inspiring. Whew. So thank you so much for tuning in this week. That was this week's edition of an Organic Conversation.
0: An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate producer Kristen Ponger. Studio engineer Robert Costa Underwriting production Mark Van Gelder Thank you all If you
2: missed parts of this show or for any other episode Go to iTunes or conversation.com.
1: And you can follow us on Facebook That's facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation
0: We're your host Helga Helberg Mark Mulcahy
1: And Ronnie Palomar
0: And we'll be back right here, same place, same time next week See you then Bye Bye-bye